I don't plan to keep you all long. One thing I learned from my marketing background is that the average human attention span for listening is five to 10 minutes. And I'm going to do my very best to deliver this word as close to that time frame as possible. My sermon topic today is social distancing. It's funny because a year ago, we would have never even known what this term meant. But now we are hearing repeated, hearing it repeatedly as this pandemic plagues the globe. People are all up in arms because this whole issue has adjusted their norms and put limits and boundaries on their abilities to engage and roam about the country. But in all actuality, we should be a little bit better at this social distancing thing and definitely more comfortable with it than we are as we have become people who have made it a norm to socially distance ourselves from God. Let me explain how we socially distance ourselves from God, the one who is omnipresent and whose sight we can never get out of, but we have found a way to distance ourselves from him. We say we believe in the existence of God, but only trust parts of, our, of the Bible, never ever disciplining ourselves to study the Bible for clarity, social distancing. We sit in church every Sunday, but set no time during the week to hear from God as we go about our lives comfortably in our sins and living outside of the will of God, social distancing. We'll pay high tuitions to get our children into the quote-unquote right schools to prepare them for what we refer to as their next chapter, but never teach them about God, who is truly their only refuge in any chapter, social distancing. We will repost and share pictures of celebrities and selfies, but nothing that exalts the kingdom of God, fearing that we may be classified as a radical Christian, social distancing. And then there are those who completely quarantine themselves from God, not acknowledging his existence, power, or omnipresence. Today, the world is dealing with a virus that has shown no respect of person, position, or world status. As we try to phantom all of this and what is going on, let me assure you that anything that occurs, God has allowed it. And if he has allowed it, it has a divine purpose. God sent 10 plagues to Pharaoh as he repeatedly disobeyed the word of God. If you read the story, you will see that the word of God never changed. God's attempt to get Pharaoh's attention did change each time. Each time his attempt became more profound even costing him the life of his firstborn. I come to you today to tell you all that God's word is never going to change. Regardless of the world's trends, the norms, or even the laws. And because of our comfortability of living in disobedience, God is trying to get our attention. God wants his children, his creation, to be aligned with his word and his will, and for us to have enough faith in him to understand that his mandates that he have put in place 
are not to control us, but to con- protect us from the snares of Satan. God so fixed it that this pandemic has brought our children back into their homes with their parents for a time to renew and reestablish the family dynamic. And just as he has brought our children home for a divine purpose, he wants our attention so that his children can renew and reestablish a relationship with him. So that when the time comes for our homegoing, we will be able to spend eternity with him. Not many of us, and, and I would certainly venture to say not none, none of us would allow a stranger or someone who repeatedly took advantage of our kindness for weakness stay in our homes. Even parents who generally will tell you no matter how old their child gets, they have a home to come to. However, there are instances where because of a child's behavior, because of a child's habits, their disrespect, their likeliness to violate the standards set by the parents, the child is not welcome in the home of the parent. Well, God is not much different. We can't expect to treat God as a stranger while living on earth, continually taking him for granted and violating his standards and expect there to be a welcome mat for us at the doors of his kingdom. The divine purpose behind God's allowance of what the world is going through right now is so that the family can be renewed and reestablished. God desires for us, his children, to reestablish and renew our relationship with him. And if we are honest, the problem most of us have with a sincere relationship with God is that it's so, so, so different from any other relationship that we are familiar with. Most of the relationships that we are familiar with, we know them to work well because everyone in the par- every person in the relationship understands that for the relationship to work, it will take a little give and take from each side. However, in a relationship with God, because he already made the ultimate sacrifice, submission is all on us. For he won't submit to our will. He won't submit to our way. This is not up for negotiation. The non-negotiable factor is what poses a problem for most of us because we have become masters at negotiating to get what we want and to get things to go our way. Let me give you an inside story on why God's way is the best way because he is the creator of all things, which includes our minds, our hearts, and even our very souls. And because he is the divine creator, he knows what's best. He knows how everything works. And because he is all-knowing, he knows better than you or I the impact that negativity will have when we choose our way over his way, as well as the domino effect that one wrong decision can have on generation after generation after generation. We have become so accustomed to living covered by God's grace and mercy that we take it for granted and allow ourselves to slip into a place where we are comfortable living outside the will of God while professing to love him. The grace of God shows up and provides for us when we don't deserve. His mercy holds back what we do deserve. We arrogantly never even consider what would happen if his grace and mercy were to run out. 
Now, this is not a popular excerpt from a sermon, but I refuse to withhold the truth. The Bible tells us that God's grace and mercy will run out. In Romans 1, Paul proclaims, for I am not ashamed of the gospel. It goes on to tell us that the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. Suppressing the truth has become the norm in the world in which we live. Everyone wants to make their own rules and dismiss the truth and the word of God as antiquated and inapplicable. But Paul goes on to tell us of those who maintain such a mindset. He says, for although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him. But they became futile in their thinking and their foolish hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools. And since they did not see to fit to fit to acknowledge God, God gave them up to a debased mind to do what ought not be done. In other words, because they had made it up in their minds to do things their way and to bask in their sin. God turned them over to their sin, releasing them from his grace and his mercy. We don't like anyone to continuously take advantage of us or play us for a fool. Why do we think God does? Granted, his patience extends far beyond any patience you and I would ever have with anyone. But his patience will not carry you into eternity. As we sit quarantined, awaiting this pandemic to pass, I ask that each of you give God what he wants, your attention. Use this time to reevaluate your relationship with God. Lift any bands of social distancing regarding him. Then make a commitment to make the necessary adjustments to reprioritize and reset your life according to his will. If anyone on this call today has never committed their life to Christ or would like to recommit their life to Christ, please just repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I know I am a sinner and I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I turn from my sins and invite you to come into my heart and into my life. I want to trust and follow you as my Lord and Savior. Lord, thank you for saving me. If you recited the sinner's prayer with me today and accepted Christ into your life or recommitted your life to Christ, I would like to hear from you. Please text or email me. The phone number to text me at is 478-227-0701. Or you can email me at pastordeb at bibledeliverance.org. Thank you all for joining me today. And please hold as our administrator makes a few announcements.